Hello, hello, and welcome to Business of Design, you fabulous interior design professional, you. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Kimberly Selden, and as we head on a speeding train toward the end of 2020, I gotta say, bye bye I am so ready for 2020 to be over. I know a lot of other people feel that way, and yet there are so many things I'm grateful for in 2020, without question. I have changed so many of my behaviors and attitudes. One thing I've noticed, I am much more comfortable telling clients they can't have something quickly. 2020 has made that really easy for me. I am emphasizing now to every client I'm working with that it's sometimes one step forward and two steps back. It's been really difficult to get even the basics delivered on time. For example, we have a large sectional that we are recovering for a client's master bedroom. We did her whole house a couple years ago, and she wanted to keep this sectional she had in her master bedroom, sitting room adjacent. And uh, I tried to get her to do it then, but no, 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 she wanted to wait. But now we're going to do it. Okay, great. That's good, right? 2020 is making everybody look around and say, whoa, I probably should do that now. So it's all good. It's been at the upholsters forever and ever and ever, probably since April. We were so close to getting it completed and delivered to our clients this week. And my upholsterer says two people in her shop have come down with COVID-19. So first of all, wow, I'm so sorry. That's horrible. I know that they were being very careful, uh, but it happened. And now cancel the movers, cancel it all because it's not completed and they're shut down for two weeks. So I have become more strong in telling clients that nothing, nothing, nothing is going to happen smoothly or quickly, which means they can expect additional hours. And I'm sorry, but that's the reality. And if that doesn't work, then we should wait two years to do the project. Now, I know some of you are saying, are you crazy, KS? I don't want to wait two years to do the project. I want to do it now, so leave that part out. But the truth is we're experiencing delays like that all over the place with fabric, with lighting, with trades. You know, and it reminds me that there is no such thing as decorating emergency, right? At the point you're thinking about decorating your house or renovating your house, you're good. Everybody in your family is healthy because if they weren't, you wouldn't be thinking about it. So I try to remind myself, this is a lovely luxury service to have and everybody should have it. No question about it. In this episode, we're going to talk about a topic that we've talked about before, but it's a good conversation. And I think what came out of this conversation with Virginie Martok, somebody that I worked with years ago at Style at Home magazine, are a couple of things. Yes, publishing has changed. There was a time when getting published really meant that you had arrived, right? When I graduated from design school, that was one of my biggest goals. I want to get published. And getting published was and is amazing, but by itself, it doesn't really push you to the next level. The truth is, there's a hundred different elements that contribute to you reaching a level of fame and celebrity. And getting published is one of them, but not necessarily even the most important. 
So you're going to hear us joke about the fact that when we worked in publishing, we had big teams and we had money and we had budgets. And it's so funny when I think about those days, we really thought we were strapped and needed more help. And of course, since that time, the budgets have gotten smaller, the teams have gotten smaller. Um, The magazine that I once loved and spent 18 years out is now down to almost a single person who is just purchasing photographs to put in the magazine. That's a real change, a real change. And what this conversation came down to, like so many conversations we have about getting published, is it really seems like local and word of mouth reviews are the best way to push you to a new level in terms of getting new customers. So I can share right off the bat that the best marketing effort we ever made is leaving a postcard in a neighbor's mailbox when we're renovating down the street. And we'll say something like, hey, we're in your neighborhood at number 72 and we're renovating. Please let us know if any of our trades inconvenience you in any way. We're here to be helpful. When the project's finished, we'd love to give you a tour. Of course, you're going to need your client's permission in order to do that, but I've never found a client who wasn't willing to let us take someone through their home for a quick tour. We do the same thing if we're working in a condominium. We'll leave those postcards at the door of other people in the condominium. And we do get terrific business from that. I've been published many, many, many times. I have gotten jobs from getting published, not as many as you might think, but I do think there's a secondary benefit to getting published so that when somebody recommends you, a client is out and she mentions to a girlfriend that she's used you, ah, yes, I saw her in House and Home Magazine or Style at Home or Architectural Digest, whatever it is, that can be just the additional nudge they need to phone you. So there are benefits to getting published, but it's no longer a situation where the publishers have the kind of authority they used to enjoy back in the day. The more tentacles and offshoots there are from social media, the more it makes sense to focus on what's local. So that could mean advertising in a local newspaper or local interior design magazine. It could mean appearing at a home show. But by all means, if you do decide to appear at a home show, don't talk about trends. No one ever got hired because they knew the latest trends. We get hired because we run job sites like a boss, right? We have a project management strategy. If you're a business of design member, you have 15 steps that allow you to deliver projects on time and on budget. And when I talk about something like that at a home show, I always get a customer. When I talk about Christmas decorating or trends or how to do beautiful gift wrap, all of those things I've done before, I don't get any customers. It's fun, sure, but I don't get any customers. You all met Virginie back in episode 194 when she talked about lessons from clients she's had. But I can remind you, Virginie grew up in the south of France where a taste for all things beautiful was firmly ingrained in her psyche. She graduated from McGill University with a degree in art history, and she started down the career path with a job in sports marketing, believe it or not. It didn't take her long to realize she needed more love and art in her life, and she enrolled in the interior design program at the International Academy of Design, where she graduated with honors. She got sidetracked from a career as an interior designer 
and began working on television shows with HGTV and contributing to House and Home magazine and Chatelaine. And actually, I think that's where we work together, Chatelaine. I said style at home, but it was actually Chatelaine. So much experience from so many angles in this business. So it'll be really good to hear what Virginie has to say. And you marry this conversation with a conversation we had with Margot Austin about styling and how important that is. And you really have an idea of how to have meaningful impact locally so that clients who live near you in the neighborhoods you want to work in will hire you today. That's the goal, right? Well, I guess it's fair to say that for some people, the goal is fame and celebrity and, you know, lots and lots of followers. And that's so cool. Enjoy it. But if your goal is actual paying customers, you need a different focus. So we're going to talk about social media, publishing, and how word of mouth has changed, but is still the best game in town. Before we jump into the episode, let's hear from Cheryl Horn. And by the way, thank you so much for being here. For starters, I can't believe it's December 1st. Uh, it, it just it doesn't seem real that it's already December, but uh, it is December 1st. And you know what? I think a lot of people are ready for 2020 to be over, to be honest, uh, but also looking forward to 2021 and what that um, you know has to offer last on our last BOD live, you know, members were really candid about what 2020 looked like for them. So I'm really excited for next week on December 9th, our next BOD live that we're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions for your business. Got Business of Design member, New York designer Darcy Heather joining us. So she's going to help kick things off. But we're also going to be looking to uh, the other members that join us on the call to come ready with their own New Year's resolutions and goals you know, intentions for 2021 uh, and share those with the group. I think that's, it's really helpful to know what others are planning and, and looking forward to. And you left out the best part. Darcy's going to share a signature cocktail with all of us and you're going to send out the ingredients. So if you want to mix it with us and enjoy some daytime drinking guilt-free, then you really don't want to miss this Business of Design Live. But do come prepared to share your own New Year's resolution. We all benefit when you guys share what you know. Business of Design has some resolutions for 2021 as well. Uh, when we relaunched the site, we were committed to updating all of our programming. We launched with a brand new BOD 15 and... Um, We'll be launching our next program uh, in a couple weeks. The BOD Foundations program has been completely revamped. It'll also have a name change, so watch for BOD Blueprint uh, coming up soon. Also launching this month is Business of Design members-only podcast episodes. We really wanted to take things a step further and really put our members in the spotlight. You know, our members are our best resource uh, for learning, which is why we've updated so much of our content. We've learned so much from our members over the years, but also member to member learning. You can do so much for your community and your peers by sharing your mistakes, a really interesting or awkward or amazing client interaction, um, your success stories as well. And we certainly want to hear from you in 2021, whether you've got a story to share that you want to, you know, just keep within our membership and share on a members only podcast, or, you know, a hot topic that you really want to discuss, you want to ask fellow members about an issue that you're having or something that just, you know, keeps coming up over and over that you want to sort of 
open up and have a candid conversation about through a BOD live meeting. We want to hear from you. So please, by all means, if you want to get involved with the community and share and you're open to doing that, uh, reach out to me, Cheryl at businessofdesign.com. Could that be our intention, our New Year's resolution? Uh, that's, I don't know if it's a New Year's resolution, but certainly an intention for Business of Design in 2021. And that's certainly what I'm looking forward to. I'm with you. I'm looking forward to it too. Thank you. Thanks so much. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. We have the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to consistently satisfy clients, increase profitability, and run your projects like a boss. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to hundreds of targeted training modules, plus member perks like BOD Live events, member-only podcasts, preferred pricing, and the support of an engaged community of peers. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Let's jump into publishing because I think that's the one that's sort of changed and evolved the most um, and probably one that people are curious about. Right. And I feel sometimes like I was the last person at the buffet who got fresh shrimp. You know what I mean? <laughs> like back in the day, it was a really... <laughs> what? What? <laughs> On my way out, I turn the lights off. I know what you're saying. I'm out of publishing. <laughs> right? I mean, back in the day, we had teams of people. Every project was professionally photographed by the magazine, not by the design professional. And getting published was a really big deal. I remember graduating from design school and I, you know, I wanted to get published. I wanted to see one of my projects in a magazine. That was huge. And I just don't think that's the same. I think when you first started out in design or, or my feeling was that getting published was sort of validation that you'd made it. And um, as well as being a good source of advertising and marketing, it really felt like here I am now in the big leagues with the big guys. And, and I don't think that exists anymore. I think that authority that magazines had has sort of... Um, been encroached upon by all the bloggers and Instagrammers and all the people who produce their own content. Having said that, I, I do still think magazines hold a fair amount of authority. And so um, people can get caught up in trying to get themselves on Instagram and um, all over, um, you know, whatever the next new thing is, but that's not necessarily where your people are as a designer. And so I've been thinking a lot about that. Like I, I think it's easy enough to flood the market with images that you've taken and get them reposted all over Pinterest and all over Instagram. But is that going to lead back to money, which I think is sometimes something that people forget. <laughs> like you run a business because you want to make money, I think, <laughs> for most people, not everyone. And so... Um, I'm not convinced that Instagram is where the people with the money to design a house are. Um, it changes. Facebook used to be the place where the young people are. And now it's with where the middle-aged women. So maybe Facebook is a great place to be. But so, you know, so I think it's easier now to get your images out there. But you really have to think about who you're targeting and why you want to get your images out there and how to reach the right people. And also making sure that your images aren't stolen by other people, right? That's a big concern that never used to exist. Yes, absolutely true. You know, the thing that I have found, at least 
is that unless you're really saturating a particular social media channel on a regular basis, and it's almost, it's not a full-time job, but it's definitely a part-time job. Unless you're committed to doing that, there's almost no benefit to dabbling Right, because what I think most, yeah, I think what most designers are finding that their beautiful photos are being liked and loved and shared by other designers, not necessarily by the clients. So, to your point, there's no getting around. You have to figure out who that ideal client is, and then you have to go where she is or where he is. So, where are they? Where are the clients, Virginie? Where are they? You know, it comes back to like the basics of what social media is. It's word of mouth. Social media is just a digital word of mouth. But um, when I had projects published, I certainly got phone calls and emails, but a lot of them were like, I really like that chair. Where did you get it? That's not a job, right? That's just sourcing information. But the clients that I worked with, Um, would often talk to their friends about the experience they had had with me. And so certainly if their friend says, oh, Virginie, I remember I saw she had a project in whatever decorating magazine, that validates it. So there's there's merit in being out there. But I think nothing replaces word of mouth. I think that is absolutely true. And we're getting so many requests from Business of Design members saying, I'm going to hire a marketing company. I'm going to hire a social media company. And it's thousands and thousands of dollars. And I'm like, you know, just before you do that, are you sure that's where you want to put your money? Because I honestly think at this point, when there's so much digital noise, we might be better off going OG back to networking, back to meeting people face-to-face, one-on-one, and asking for a job. And going to events also. I mean, going to cocktail parties and going to... If you're a designer and you can get yourself on a list with a company that does parties, you know, like Kohler used to do lots of launch parties, where it's not just other designers, where there might be some members of the public. Like, it is just... It's a sales job at, at the beginning, right? All... All businesses are sales jobs to a certain extent. Um, I do think there's something to be said for local media and local advertising, because it's not super useful if you're running a company in your city to be reaching people across the country. But if there are um, local newspapers or even Facebook can get very, very local and very targeted, those are good places to put your energy, I think, as far as not word of mouth and not hard sales advertising. But trying to reach your people like we we get a a magazine I think it's locally printed and and they highlight a designer every week they're desperate for local people that aren't super saturated that aren't everywhere these magazines are running on shoestring budgets so if you can help them out that's actually a pretty good way to get your name out into the community because my experience has been that you sort of saturate a community like you see a friend and then the neighbor says oh I really like their house, who your house, who did your house. And, and so I've really gotten a lot of work in a specific neighborhood. So I think, and, and then branches out from there, but going very local might be a good way to spend your energy. I think that's really smart advice. 
And again, it goes back to, you have to narrow your focus, narrow who your ideal client is, narrow the neighborhood you want to work in and put your energy and resources there. Because the reality is if you want to buy an ad in Architectural Digest, three months later, they'll do a feature on one of your homes if it's at all possible. But that's not necessarily reaching your ideal client anymore, right? So I think that's a really good point. Go local. And in fact, we'll leave the conversation right there with Virginie. But this, I want to say, in 2021, I will be doing some local advertising near the location of our country home. Because for the last few years, I've been considering narrowing my focus to that concentrated neighborhood. It's very specialized. I will get back to you in March and I will let you know how that advertising went. Wish me luck. And I wish you luck too. And thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Stay well, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community and supporting BOD's mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to take the next step and join Business of Design. Like thousands of design professionals in 50 countries around the world, you'll find the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to dramatically improve your business and transform your life. What are you waiting for? Start today.